0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Are listening to Loudmouth Radio tonight, the Bear Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers is on your airwaves with your host for the evening, Mrs. Joyce Jazzy Jones Smith. And we're excited for our premiere week on Loudmouth Radio. So, this has been an exciting time for us as a network as we start our first actual broadcast for 2015. And I think that this tonight's uh, actual uh, excuse me, I'm so excited I can't even get it out Tonight's show I'm sure will definitely touch some hearts and minds And uh, by, without a shadow of a doubt I'm sure Jazzy is going to bring you um, the truth And as generous as she can from her heart And I'm sure that all her words will come in regard to this great topic tonight A called to serve So we like to always state that we are on live and you have the ability, the ability to talk to us online live at 347-826-7520. And we're also on our social media, as always. You can tweet with us at Twitter, at Loudmouth, which is L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. Make sure you put two Ds in there. We're also able to tweet with you at Loudmouth Radio. And we're on Facebook. So tonight we'll actually um, be doing our best to interchange with our community as people are listening in from all over the world. So if you're on the, uh, actually on the uh, studio line and you're in queue and you want to talk to the host, make sure you hit the one on your keypad, and that will bring you in to our switchboard and we'll prepare to bring you on. So, Jazzy, you're with us this evening. You're excited? Uh, Premier week. First
2: one up on the 2015 section of Live Off Radio. Listen, I just want to know, why in the word did you use my whole government name?
1: I'm sorry, I was just excited. That's going to make me
2: call you Sabrina Sunny Jones-Smith,
1: just for that. Hey, I am apologize. Hey, you just did, so now we're even. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things, I guess, that, you know, the first show back on and uh, premiere week, and then we're, we're leading right into our second year anniversary starting next week. And so, um, you know, sometimes you just have I a know. testament know. <laughs>
2: I know so, it's, it's hard to believe that it's been two years, um, January twenty fifth, that we have actually been on air. I'm so excited about it. You know, I think what's going to happen from this point forward
1: is we're going to just try our best to um, minimize names because we do have some long names, and if you know hey, us, we really go to our Facebook pages. Yeah, no, we really <laughs> do.
2: We really do. So everybody knows us as Jazzy. Let me just go ahead and and say to our regular listening audience, our new listeners, and I'll speak even for our future listeners because I know they're going to archive this show and listen back. For one, I have been a little bit under the weather. So if I sound a little bit scratchy, um, please forgive me and I'll do my best. I have my... Favorite beverage of choice, which I'm going to tell everybody to do, kick back, put your feet up and get your favorite beverage of choice. Mine is always usually tea or coffee. And tonight, all of you that know me knows that I love mugs and I am drinking out of my flower of the evening mug, the sunflower. So um, welcome, welcome, welcome. You don't have to be here, but you chose to be here, and for that I will always be eternally grateful because you could have chose a million or one other things to do on a Tuesday evening, and now we've changed our time to 730, so you can kind of get an early start to hear our show. Very, very, very excited to be on air and feeling up to par I tell you, home remedies and a little extra kick of some cold medication will really make you feel better than you have felt the entire day. So I am very blessed and very grateful to be with you this evening. We have an exciting show um, this evening, and it's entitled A Call to Serve, and I definitely have some of the best guests in the world who are answering the call of service. So just really, really excited about um, being with them and having them on the show. Uh, when we're putting shows together, as we always have done, it takes a lot of thought and consideration of our guests and our topics. And coming into 2015, it was one of my desires to do and to be more to the community at large. And we always talk about doing service for ourselves, our family, our local community, and our global community. That really is our mantra. And um, this year we have marched boldly into 2000, uh, 2015 accepting our call to service even greater than we have done. And, you know, here at Loudmouth Radio, we do a lot in the community people are always you know emailing us or texting us telling us that they see us all over the place or they're looking at things that we're posting about the great and wonderful organizations that either we uh, formulate or we work with and we work with a lot of awesome just fantastic people so we went into 2015 with the mindset of what can we do more and how can we do it bigger and um, greater, not just bigger for show, but but greater for greater works in the community, the global community. And so uh, in putting this show together, the call to serve really came into mind from just the things that we do and the people that we work with that are doing great things. So that's the the. Premise of the show this evening, and we're excited about it. I know that, um, yeah, I know that um, you, Sunny, have always just been uh, gung ho. As the producer, she's always looking for ideas and things to bring to the to the radio show because, you know, we want to bring you things that make sense. We want to bring you things that matter, and so she's always given all of the hosts that we've had over the last two years, myself included. A large leeway of deciding what the show is about, and so you know I've given her. She'll she'll sit us down and trust me. We have to have meetings, for real meetings, <laughs> which I love to hate. Um, mm. But you, know, you have to <laughs> <laughs> you have mm, to have ability. order, even even when you're connected in marriage or relationship. <laughs> you still have mm. to have order. So we have meetings, and she'll say, "I need the next." Uh, two to four lineups of Showtime, but she really has been an awesome producer in allowing us, or allowing myself, to be able to be free in in um entitling or the contents of the show. And as you know, the name of the show is the Bare Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers, and we discuss all of those things because we think all of those things are important, and all of those things, um. You know, it's a makeup, and so we're not afraid to discuss anything. Um, we don't always agree with everything. We don't always um, back everything that we talk about, but we do believe that it's important to allow people who have a voice to be heard, and uh, we leave that to conscious choice after the fact and allow your spirit to resonate or not with what we discuss. So without further ado, I will allow my producer to um mention our media partners because we still have to pay the bills to stay on air. And then we're Absolutely. gonna bring our guests on. Absolutely. Thank you, Jazzy. And like I said, this this is a a great
1: um time for us. Tuesday night, January twentieth in Atlanta and it's actually been a beautiful couple of days and uh with this very uh kind of unseasonal. We actually I think it's seventy degrees. And uh, with that being said, we want to encourage you to make sure that you reach around some of the businesses that's in your neighborhoods and, and uh, let them know that you appreciate what the services are and the things that you provide for them and in, in exchange um, for the monies that you bring to their business. So it's really important that uh, we stay connected to our community. So we're really excited about the fact that we're online radio, which means that our availability, our reach, um, our accountability allows us to be able to, you know, really position ourselves to work with people all over the world. Um, but most importantly, right here in the United States in the in in the community of business, we offer the opportunities for our media partners to be a part of our network. So we want to make sure that we recognize them through the broadcast um specifically. So we actually um have this actual series being uh sponsored and powered by Pizza Day that's located in Starbridge, Georgia. You'll hear definitely about them. Um, during the course of the evening, as well as Loudmouth Radio, uh, partners of uh, Sharon Mathis with Insurance Associates of Atlanta. Um, you also have an opportunity to go to our website at loudmouthradio.com and you'll see some of these different media partners right on our homepage. And we also want to recognize the Slice Bakery Cafe and uh, their beautiful treats that ooh, just makes your body just shiver when you walk in and smell all the good things that they're up-serving. And we just recently released their commercial right on um, online. So uh, make sure you reach out to the Slice Bakery Cafe. That's at 3230 Highway 42 in Stockbridge, Georgia, and they're also online at the slicebakery.net. And uh, without further ado, Jazzy, I think it's only right we go ahead and get your media, your uh, guests on air. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, – we have Ms. Erica Wright on, but I'll allow you to go ahead and just kind of roll. I do have you in queue.
2: Thank you so much. I just want to mention real quickly, Slice Bakery Cafe. They are just the best bakery in the world. Ooh, they're wrong. wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> they're just also the reason why I've gained weight. I just wanted to put that little plug. They made me eat their wonderful key, uh, key lime cupcakes. So anyway, and they no, are I'm delicious. Just kidding. They are okay. delicious. Okay, so now, without further ado, we do want to bring our guests on for the evening. I believe we have our all the way from Savannah, um, Pastor Hartnett and Erica Hartnett, Elder Erica Hartnett is online. Yes, yes, no, no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, can hear
0: us. <laughs> yes, we can hear you. I oh, I no, it not a technical
3: mute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, my goodness. When I say we miss you, I could just go into a whole personal conversation and forget that it's on radio, but I'm just going to try to be cool. Um, for our listening audience, just let me plug them real quick, and then they can plug themselves. These are two of the most incredible women that God has created. Seriously, I'm not even exaggerating. Mm -hmm. They have such an open and loving heart for God as well as for the people of God. It's incredible Mm -hmm. the energy that you feel just being in their presence. And so to have them on um, tonight's show um just to to mention their names i'm just so ecstatic okay so now that i've given you all of that that good good love and hugs cuz i can't yeah. be it at the moment <laughs> <I felt it. laughs> tell us about yourselves and your ministry
4: awesome erica do you want to go first or should oh, i i you got it. Okay, um well, thank you so much for that welcome um First of all, I want to give you guys uh, a virtual hug as well. We miss you guys. Yay. And uh, we look forward to you. seeing you guys in uh, February, I believe, for the Love is Love Round. Yes. yes. Awesome. Yes, yes. So excited about that. We're going to talk more about it into the show. Yeah, I'm ecstatic. Wonderful. And um, I'm so sorry you're under the weather, but you sound good. You sound like a... Uh, that you are are getting over whatever it is, we've been praying for you. Oh my God, I've been receiving it too. I've been stealing, trying to keep this blabbermouth quiet
2: until the <laughs> right,
4: show. Right, <laughs> <laughs> totally. And um, so yeah, we're we're definitely excited and honored to be a part of the show, and um, you know just to have an opportunity to talk with you all, and also when Deacon Wright gets on to have an opportunity to talk with her and. Um, and the studio audience or audience over the phone or however you want to call it, um, to be able to talk with them. But, um, yeah, we're in Savannah, Georgia. We have um, a church called Agape Empowerment Ministries. Um, And one of the main things that we try to focus on as a church is, um, and and my wife says it all the time, you're not a church unless you are in the community um, because... That is what the scripture calls for us to do uh, It's one of the main reasons for establishing a church so that they could take care of the orphans and take care of the widows and as well as minister to the spiritual needs, um, but also minister to the financial, economic, and um, physical needs of the people. So that's what we try to do. We follow a biblical model as um, Christ would have us to do. So that's what we are about. You just better preach
2: right here on a Tuesday evening. <laughs> <laughs> I three okay, okay, wait a minute. Somebody's too far from the phone.
1: Either someone is right up uh, right up on each other. Jeffy's still there?
3: Hello? Yes.
2: Eric? Yes, that's me. On
3: Hello?
2: Okay. Hello. So somebody, somebody was too far or too close together.
4: Gotcha. I'm. I can walk outside so, so that we're not too close together.
2: There we go. There we go. Sounding better. And so, Sister Erica, tell us about you. Well, um, I'm, you just had some awesome things happening. <laughs>
4: Girl. Oh, I yes, yes, yes. Yes, I just uh, became ordained at my my church at Agape and empowerment uh, ministries as an elder. Um, okay. you know, I was an evangelist. Uh, but, you know, to me, I'm like, call me what you want. Just don't call me late for dinner <laughs> because I'm going <laughs> to do the work anyway.
3: I love it. I love it.
4: Most of the congregation either calls me E E or E Squared. Um, but you know, we just we just have a heart and and love people and I'm so happy to be on the show with you guys and I'm I'm, I'm even more happy to be able to, you know, work side by side and hand in hand and just reach the community and, and, and help the needs, like Candace said, you know, Jesus What always gets me is Jesus, before he did any miracle, before he did anything, he met the need of the person Mm. first. Yes, yes, He fed them first. You know, you Mm. can't talk about follow me if someone's hungry. You can't say do this or do that when they don't have shoes on their feet. So, you know, we take it very seriously, and we love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. it. And, And like she said, I don't believe your community or an organization for people if you don't first meet
2: their needs. Mhm. Mhm. And you know what that that is the whole premises of why, you know, I wanted to bring the topic of this this show on and on that. note, I want I think we have uh, Deacon Erica has joined us mm-hmm. online. So I want to get her into so the group conversation.
4: Erica, are you with us, love? Yes, can you hear me? Hi, honey. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I just wanted to say hello. And I'm so excited. Uh, Hello, Erica.
5: Hey, how are (laughs) you? How are you
4: guys? Nice to meet you guys. Oh, Jazzy, oh my God. This is uh, an amazing uh, setting right now. I'm just kind of full of just listening to the story um, so far because the journey is the same as mine and um God gave me this vision of you uh, last year around August and um it has just been amazing. So when you talk about service, I truly understand what it means to be out with the people and when once you hear their stories and, and mm-hmm. see them with like you said, no shoes and and no uh and they're hungry and no shelter, it just changed your whole life so, to um to really truly understand that they're still God's children. We're all God's children, mm-hmm. and that uh, we all have a purpose in life. And so this has been something that God placed in my heart at a young age, and I have just asked the call to say, yes, I will. And um, it's just been an amazing journey. So I'm just honored to be able to just share this space with you guys and hope that, you know, once we uh, continue on with this journey, that even though I, I may see it, um as a small setting that I do see us being able to bridge together with other um forces so we can truly meet the p- needs of the people out there in the streets. Yes.
2: I I love that. Now for the sake of the fact that we have two Erica's I'm gonna call you D <laughs> Erica. That's, and fine, I'm going that's to,
3: fine. And I'm gonna use your
2: Elder Erica. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Pastor Candice, you're easy, you're easy. Um <laughs> I, I'm very excited to have, for one, women. Um, and I wanted, and I did that purposely, not because um, we discredit our brothers or the men in ministry or service, but oftentimes we are overlooked and we're missed. And in several different capacities, we're not even allowed, quote-unquote, um, to be in ministry in the forefront, up front, leading.
3: Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to
2: have... Beautiful women of God that I believe in. Number one, um, and I do support so I can have that disclaimer. One of these ministries and each one of these women, but um, I wanted to have women on the on the show because I believe that we have get up and do it. We have that mama mentality. Mama, just do it.
4: Mama, mm-hmm. right.
2: do it. We don't. You don't get to sit back and say. Um, And we happen to all be mothers here, but we don't get that opportunity to say, well, you know, I can't buy it for the baby or I can't do of some reason. You know, we don't have that. It cannot be done mentality as mother. So I wanted to have us on to show that we have that same hunger and drive for the community, for the global community. And I always um, call them our street family because, indeed, as Eric, uh, um, Deacon Erica said, that they are family. They are brothers. They mm-hmm. are yes. people of humanity, and we yes. oftentimes treat them as invisible people. Mm-hmm. Um, we walk by them. We don't see them. And, you know, I even I uh, all week I have been saying we have eyes, but we don't see. You know, yes. we don't mm-hmm. see them. We don't see them. We don't see them because we don't want to see them. But the minute we are opening our eyes to the person that's next door to us, um, you know, I said the new face of homelessness is not on the street, although we do a lot of ministry on the street. But
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm sure all of you have worked in ministry in churches. And so you see the people that come to church that are smiling, that, you know, Mm -hmm. that are hugging you and they're hungry and they Mm -hmm. have no light and they're cold yes. and they have no gas on, you know, because they tell you some of them and some of them don't. But, but you know, if we watch as well as pray, if we listen, if we keep our ears yeah. in tune to something that maybe somebody else missed it, but if we are in tune with spiritual things, we find out that, oh, that person's lights have been off for months. Yeah. You know, so I'm very yeah. excited to have, us come from the direction of it has to be done. It's not even a question. It's a, And each one of you is so funny, and I'll let you speak because by the end of this I won't have a voice if I don't shut up. But uh, um, each one of you, when I called and said, would you do something? Not one time have you told me no. If it was in your power to do, not one time have you ever, from the beginning of our meetings, and our introductions, have you ever said no? That shows to me that you are answering the call of service because everything that I've called you about has been about the global community. That's awesome. That's why I love
3: y'all.
2: <laughs> That's why I love y'all. So I wanted to introduce um Deacon Erica's You First Project and then we wanna wrap it up back around to um Deacon Erica, you said initially that you felt the call of, of God to serve the community at a young age. What made you not do it and wait until now or end or the journey? And then how has the Youth First Project
4: really impacted your life so far? Wow, great question. Uh, at the age of 13, I remember just kind of, riding around with my father in the inner city of Atlanta and um, often asking him questions, why were people actually out on the streets are not using the abandoned buildings that we would often pass? And he would just say, you know, baby girl, it's just politics. So I really didn't understand what it meant. But as I grew older, I just knew I had a passion for the people. And growing up in a household where I often saw my parents give back, my mother would uh, adopt families from defects, uh, for Christmas and Thanksgiving, and we would take items to their homes. Um, and I remember at a young age leaving their homes and going back to, to my Christmas, knowing that I had a tree and had gifts and that those children mm-hmm. weren't as fortunate as I was. So it never left my spirit. It never left my spirit. I remember my mom feeding people out on the street, asking them, were they hungry? So it, it just, I just had role models to show me it was about service. So, um, as as like probably maybe about six or seven years ago, I would just get up and fix um, sandwiches and chips and just kind of go out um, up under the bridges and eat. And you know, it was just always planted in my spirit that that's what God was leading me to do to serve the people um, mm-hmm. who were less fortunate. Because I can't truly say that I've ever been hungry, hungry like that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I knew that there were things that were are all a situation from being out there on the street. And so as right. I grew and went through different experiences in my life, um, I can truly say that I I have had some experiences that have made me say, hey, I may not can testify to actually being up under this bridge, but I can also testify, but I can testify to the fact that, you know, if this had gone this way, too much to the left or too much to the right, I could be here. Girl, so, you got about um, to preach on the Tuesdays. <laughs> So for me, um, the the, the the calling to serve was always there. I knew that church was just the foundation, um, and how we grew up and um I just didn't know um how it's gonna look. So moving forward, um, when God gave me the vision, um, actually probably August the first, I, I woke up about three o'clock in the morning and I started to write. And God basically laid everything out how it's gonna look. And I still, even though it was laid out, I still didn't know exactly how it going to look. And so I just started reaching out to people, and I spoke in Sunday school about uh, how, my purpose in life. And mm-hmm. I had two young ladies in Sunday school just start bringing me items about things that I thought about. Because one of the things that touched my heart when I go out into, um, to the people on the street is that they don't have, the simple necessities of life That we take for granted You know mm-hmm. A toothbrush A washcloth And so on and so forth And I've had people To say hey Thank you for that Little piece of soap Because now I'm able To clean up And hopefully get a job And go out And do something better Because I don't want To be out here I don't want to be In the shelters. And
3: Bye. so
4: um, So it has just been That type of leap For me to just launch um, The ministry That God has given me And people have just Been blessing us With um the the private donations. Um, I mean we've we've done from anywhere from fifty bags to two hundred bags at one time. And all from private donations. But it goes back to just saying that it's not about one person can make a difference. But at the same time there are a lot of other people who are out here that wanna make a difference. And the the reason why I came up with the name you well actually God gave me the name first. Let me do mm-hmm, that first. Mm-hmm. And it's about putting the people first, putting their needs before ours. So I remove myself, even in this ministry, because it's not about me. It is truly about serving the people of God and right. meeting them where they are, whether they're in shelters, whether they're on the street. And like you say, whether they look at us every day with nice clothing on and hiding behind that they mm-hmm. go home to um, a, a place where the lights are off and there's no food in the refrigerator. I mean, we have come um, um, to meet so many people, that you don't really identify with them because people always think that they look a particular type of way, and that's right. not true. And exactly. so as the need grows further for, um, you know, uh, we all we just got to talking about us having children, that that's something that we have to instill in our children, how to give back as far as um, being in service, because if not, we will drop the ball at some point um, with, with jobs being lost. With uh, the politics being played into everything, what what do we what do we do, and what do we teach our children? So, how it has really in, uh, impacted my life is that I have totally dedicated my life to this vision, because God has called me so many times, and I have you know turned it around, turned around, and God said, <laughs> I'm not going to keep calling you to do this, and so I truly have surrendered, and um, this is my full time ministry. And um, I wake up every day, I stay up all night, and um, I'm doing exactly what God has asked me to do um, as I move further fur- um, further on this journey. You better go, girl. I love it. <laughs>
2: I'm telling you, you, if we didn't have two other powerful women on the phone, I'd be like, and thank mm-hmm. you, <laughs> listeners, that <doesn't> has <laughs> been all uh, for the evening. You know, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm very proud, of, very proud of you. And, you know, we thank had you. our little... We had our little mood music going while you were talking, and, <laughs> and you do know we have a commercial. So right after we come back from this commercial break, we're going to let um, Pastor Candace and Pastor Erica answer that same question. Okay. Stay tuned.
6: You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.
7: Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African-Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African-American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. 770 873 That's 770 Or visit our website, mhiaac.org. mhiaac.org.
6: Are you ready for the best pizza, wings, subs, salads, desserts, and more? Stop by Pizza Day at 5248 North Henry Boulevard in Bridge, Georgia, open seven days a week. Contact us for your daily lunch and dinner specials. You can like us on Facebook at It's a Pizza Day. Also, make sure you visit our website at com and order online. Delivery is also available, and if you haven't heard, let them know that you heard this on Loudmouth Radio. Bear
3: truth, love,
2: life, sex, and flowers with Jazzy Jones Smith here on Loud My Radio. I love my new introduction.
3: Uh-huh. Very nice.
0: <laughs> I'm oh just
2: sitting back like. Wow, we're doing big things here on our second year of uh, being in the studio. This is awesome. Well, we are back with our guest um, on this show, The Bare Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers, where we are talking about the call of service. And, you know, I wanted to title it The Call of Ministry, but I knew people really wouldn't understand what ministry meant. And so I had to give the definition of ministry, which is service. And so many people – um, take ministry as being a pastor or starting a church or um, all of those things in leadership in the building. And I really wanted to make sure that people understood that we're all called to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all called if we're taking um, literally, as as uh, Erica said earlier, you know, when Jesus started out, he said, okay, well, I think I'm just going to take a walk. I'm going to pray for some people. I'm going to heal some people. I'm going to feed some people. You know, I'm going to embrace some people. I'm going to touch some lepers that shouldn't even be touched. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be about action, and I'm going to be about service. And if we really take his, those of us that are in the Christian faith are saying that we are doing what Jesus did, we are called to serve. He that is the greatest among you. You want to be great? You you want to be great? You want somebody to, oh, my God, look at you? Then go serve. Come on. Go go hug the homeless person mm-hmm. that's male. Mm-hmm. Do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes. And then come back and say, wow. Now, if you do that, generally you're not going to come back and think you were great. That person that you hugged, you're going to find a place in your heart and in your mind to think that they are great
3: mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
2: It, it, you know it's really important that I wanted to clarify why um, it's called a call of service what does service mean it means to do it means to do it means to do something faith without works is dead we can sit up and say we have faith all day long right. but if we're not doing something with the faith then it's what good is it and vice versa sure. so I ain't gonna preach on a Tuesday evening. I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. I'm not gonna do it, but I do want to um start with you, um, Pastor Candison, when did you feel or acknowledge I would say that you had this calling of service on your life? How did it develop? And of course we know Agape Ministries, but
4: um tell us your story. Um I think that um I acknowledge first, um, my call to serve probably in two thousand and four, um, or two thousand and five I would say. Um, up until that time I hadn't I hadn't really put much um energy into into service. I, I, al- I always like to help people. Um, my professions have always been in helping industries, um, cosmetologist, personal trainer and so on and so forth, um, Marine. You know all of those are helping people um and that's the reason i I got involved but um when it really came down to my god given purpose and mm-hmm. helping people in the capacity of ministry, um, I'd say two thousand and five, and I um started off by doing a convalescence ministry because God has given me um a very big heart for um elderly people. Um, especially those that are in um, in nursing homes, nursing facilities that um, don't often get visitors. A lot of times, older people have outlived relatives and yeah. friends, and so they're they've they're they're hundreds of years you know hundred years old and. <laughs> And no one's 100, but, you know, 100 years old, and there are no (laughs) children. The children are gone. You know, they lived into their 70s, and they're gone. They've outlived their kids. And so um, it's very important, and and God really laid it on my heart, to um, reach out to those people and give them some some type of companionship. And that's kind of where it started for me personally. And God revealed to me over the course of years that, um, you know, when you read in the Bible, it says that we are the ambassadors of Christ. And that means we are his representation. And in conversation with people at sometimes, um people will say things such as, How can God be loving and kind? And how can we serve a God that's loving and kind? And how can I believe that he is just good God when I see people and especially in other countries and even people in this country who are hungry, um, dying of hunger, how can a God allow people to go through so much devastation, especially when it comes to children dying of hunger and, mm-hmm. and even people in this country um, living out on the street. And my reply to them has always been, well, if we're Christ ambassadors, that means that we are, and we can't forget, we are his hands, his feet, and his mouth. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we focus on, we love to be the mouthpiece of God all day long. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah, people <laughs> you know, tell people what's right, thus said the Lord, and you need <laughs> to do this, and you need to don't do that's that, right. but nobody wants to be his feet, uh-huh. nobody wants to be his hand, and that's what service is it's not about just being God's mouth, it's about being his entire body, and helping people God has two hands, two feet, one mouth, you know, mm-hmm. and so there's so much more to do than just talk to the people and speak to the people. I can agree that's important, but there has to be service involved. There are places that we have to go. And I really, truly believe there are people that are even listening to this radio show that have not taken up their call to serve. And so we can't look and say, well, I'm just one person, because if all of us helped one person, Yeah. Look how many people would be helped. Look how many kids would not starve. Look how many people would have a home, you know, just simply by helping one. And so that's kind of where um, what God has revealed to me just over the course of these years working in ministry that it's so important to be his feet, be his hands, be his mouth, and to fulfill my purpose that he has given me because that frees up someone else to fulfill their purpose. And yeah. together, not single, not one person, but together, we can eliminate poverty. We can eliminate hunger. Um, think about how many people are dying, not just in this country, but in other countries. And I like the fact that you keep using the word global because mm-hmm. we as a country are so rich and we don't yeah. see it like that. And so we right. overlook even the people in our own street because we, we're just hoarding so much mm-hmm. and there are people in other countries that would love to even be on our streets and we don't even mm-hmm. think about them.
3: Mm-hmm. You don't. know, and
4: so and so it's it's so important for us to go even beyond uh the national scale but go into the global scale and do what we are called to do. And understand this, whoever's listening thinking about, you know what, I do need to do my God-given purpose, when God will bring you to it, he will also bring you through it. He will give you every resource necessary for you to fulfill the purpose that God has placed inside of you. And if we all did that, we could eradicate so much, so much. Yeah. See what I'm
2: saying? Y'all going yeah. to make end the show and have to call back and start mm-hmm. it over? We get this in after each person speaks. Yeah. Um, let me tell you. Uh, and and let me do what my producer asked. Man, I forget I'm on a job. I forget because <laughs> <have a> <laughs> you know we'll just start talking and it'll just be you know one in the morning. We'd we'll be planning some things. Okay, so for those of you that are listening, um, if you would like to actually ask a question or, or state a comment, please press one so that we can cue you in for uh, you to go live on the show. If you just want to continue listening, I'm sure that you are enjoying it so I will give a few minutes to find out if we have Sunny, Do we have anybody that wants to actually say something?
1: Uh, right now everybody's just listening, but the uh, lines are just coming in. you got people pretty much just kind of sitting and listening. you got 30, 40 I, minutes I'm, in queue here. People have been sitting here listening since you've been on air. Oh, wow. Hey.
2: See, that's those agape folks and those you first folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, you know, the bare truth. We have a lot of people who contact us um, yes. after the fact because they archive the show. So, just let me let you know that um, plug that after this show goes off air. Usually in about ten minutes, it is archivable. You're able to use this um, to share with people who may might have missed something that was also good and so far it has been also good so I do hope Mm -hmm. you will share um, the archivable um, show after the fact so for those of you are listening continue listening I refresh your drink and um, sit back and continue to to learn and you know if you have that tug in your heart as Pastor Candace said don't ignore it don't -hmm. ignore it I remember and and Elder Erica just as soon as I finish this story I'll I'll bring you back on and I've told this before but I, I think it's something that needs to be said again I was sitting one day at Kroger um, and I was eating you know a sandwich I had gone into the deli it was a little nice deli over in Buckhead and I was sitting outside beautiful day and I was just really into my thoughts just really concentrating on my thoughts and there was a lady sitting across from me and she kept staring at me to the point it was almost uncomfortable and in my mind I was saying oh my god you know I always I'm on the lookout for who I can help, who I can bless, you know, share my sandwich or whatever. Um, I never turned down those things. But this particular day, I just kind of wanted to be in my thoughts and just, you know, sort of be left alone. And she would not ease up on her stare. And I finally, you know, turned to her and said hi, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to share my food. It's okay. We can do that. And she and I smiled, and I and she acknowledged, and she, you know, kind of tipped her head. And I went back into my thoughts. And then she continued to stare for a few minutes. And then I, she kind of turned her way, and I turned my way. And then a few minutes later, she got up and she came over to me, and she said, "Never stop smiling, because mm-hmm. you never know how much you can bless someone." Wow. Mm-hmm. And she walked and walked away. Didn't ask me for anything. To, Of course, you know, I felt smaller than nothing, and I'm thinking the one day, the one day that I'm not on top of my calling, on top of my calling, is the one day that that woman may have really needed. And she did need. She said, your smile is absolutely beautiful. Wow. Um, But we we just don't know what it is that touches somebody else's life. Yeah. That does not mean... we. We won't Absolutely. Make mistakes. We won't choose the wrong, you know, course for the moment. That at that particular moment, I didn't need to go into myself. I needed to be my normal. Hey, what can I do for the world? Stuff. So. But it right. doesn't mean we don't have those moments. It just means that we have to be ever so sensitive that if there is a tugging on your heart to do something to serve in some sort of capacity, do it. Yeah. Do it because you save one person's life. You you encourage somebody else to be a server, as Pastor Kenneth says. If I do what I need to do, I move right out of the way for somebody else to do Amen. what they need to do. Uh-huh. And I thought that was just, just so impactful. So, anyway, Elder Erica, tell us how and and when um, you heard and felt the call of God in your life.
4: Well. I actually, to pinpoint it would be kind of hard. I would say this that I was raised by my grandmother, and I think like Deacon Erica said, um, her doors were always open to any and everyone that was in need, from family that was having hard times. You know, it was uh, not uncommon for us to have to move over in the bed or clear off the couch yeah. or do whatever because the doors were always open. I don't ever remember our doors being locked except at night. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, folks would just come on in, grab something to eat, you know, beg my grandmother to make something, you know, get a, a meal, get something cold to drink, have a good conversation, go on their way. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that's kind of, you know, it was, it, it, it was just a part of me, but I think it truly came in my adulthood. There are two things, and I'll be really quick with it. Um, I think around 2005, the church that I attended in San Diego, we did a play. I believe the, the name of it was called Man of God. A friend of mine wrote it, and it was about a a pastor. But in the beginning, this pastor... Um, was homeless mm-hmm. and what he did was he portrayed himself as ho- as homeless and he laid on the ground outside of the venue that we were had- doing the play in so everybody walked by him mm-hmm. and they walked by him and they walked and nobody really said anything to him they looked at him they may have snickered or anything, but, you know, it didn't get a a good hello, hi, or or anything like that. It was invisible. He was trying to walk by. He was invisible. Uh He was invisible. And in the middle of the play, he got up. And this seemingly homeless man walked down the middle of the aisle. And you should mm. have heard the gasp and the, oh, my God, he's coming inside. He's going to mess up the play. Mm. And, you know, what is he doing? Where is he going? You know, and they didn't realize that he was the, the, the star of the play. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh. And to hear the after talk at the end, just to, to, to for him to just, you know, you would expect someone to help him out, you know, even just give him a, a smile, like uh-huh. you said, but he didn't receive that. And that really that really hit my soul.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It really uh-huh. hit my soul. It's mm-hmm. like, what are we doing as human beings
3: yeah. that
4: we can yeah. walk over and walk by and, like you say, look at someone but not even see them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that that really hit my soul. And then the All second right. thing is at that same church we were doing an outreach, a car wash and a barbecue, and there were um some homeless people again that were hungry and so we invited them to eat and Candace was there as well. And um they were eating and had a good time, car wash was over and uh a friend of mine we were playing cards with him One's name was Michael, one's name was Hope, and the other one's name, I think, was Peter. And they talked about how they lived around the church, and they always kept an eye on the church. And I think it was Michael whose eyes were just piercing blue, like something you've never, ever seen. And they talked about how they were Christian and all that good stuff. So at the end, we had lots of food left over. We were cleaning up, and we weren't done playing our game, so we invited them inside the church. I was the min—I was the administrator of the church, so I had to go out somewhere. But I came back, and they were gone. Mm. And I was like, where did they go? And the pastor had kicked them out.
3: Wow. Oh, Said okay. she,
4: she didn't want any any homeless people in her church because they steal. Mm. And okay. I promise you, I promise you, as I know, because the Bible tells us to be aware of 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 those that we that we we can it's entertain angels true. unaware. I yeah. promise you that those were angels because I've never seen mm. them before. I never saw them, and and they talked about how they love the Lord. And you wow. said the eyes, and then you think of the names: Hope, Peter, Michael. Yeah, they're all biblical yeah. names. But I said mm-hmm. I would never, as long as I live, if I ever have a church, if I ever do any service, would I ever turn away? Yeah. Yeah. People,
2: mm.
4: for fear of what they might do.
3: Yeah.
4: Mm, 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 wow. And so oh that's my, another wow. thing that I, I would never, ever, ever, ever do anything like that. And I tell you, and I and I can almost bet that all of you can attest to this: when we go out to serve, you know, it feels good, and we, mm-hmm. you know, we go out with the intentions of of of, of helping as many people. As we can, but guarantee you, and this is for anyone who has a ministry of service in their heart, do you come back more blessed than anybody you could have ever yes, blessed? Yes, that's, that's what I wanted. Each and to, that's every time. That's what I each wanted. Each and to every say. time. <laughs> and they, you know, it's amazing because the homeless people, when I have gone, had the experience to go out, they actually minister to me. Absolutely. I'm out there, there That's how good God is like, There's a word from me to go back To keep doing what we're doing And they're saying absolutely, thank you. Oh my absolutely. God that's amazing And you, you know, fuel I mean? the fire every time yeah, and just to hear your story of talking about the, the uh, pastor, I remember uh, my first meeting in D.C. I was sitting on the curb with the homeless woman. Um, she's actually on one of the cars, and she had been out on the streets for four years. We were having a conversation. And I immediately looked up, and I see people just in just the hundreds and thousands walking by like wow. I didn't even exist. And wow. so I see how it. I felt exactly at that moment. How it must have felt for her to sit on that curb. So, can you imagine just a hundred people walking by giving her or a dollar or a quarter? But mm-hmm. you see her sitting there as if she didn't matter at all. Yeah.
2: we have right. a caller.
4: We have a caller that wants okay. to
2: come all in. Right. No, it, this is so good. I'm I'm going crazy <laughs> over here myself. Okay, caller, you're on the air. Hey, good evening. How y'all doing tonight? Hi, we're doing well. Put your Hello. Um, phone close Hello. to you so we can hear you. You're still in the distance. Can we can hear you better, so just keep screaming.
3: Okay,
2: well. Call if you could. If you, could, I don't know if
1: you're on a speakerphone. Can you call? Can you can you talk right into your receiver? No,
3: I'm not on the speaker. Okay, can
2: try it again. Me?
0: Can you hear me now?
2: We can hear you. Praise God.
0: All right. Well, this is Dr. Tasha Meredith calling. Hi, darling. How are you, Miss DC? Doing the work? (laughs) I'm doing wonderful. I just wanted to call and just uh, commend you all. I want to um, say. To uh, Pastor and to Elder, you all are doing a phenomenal work. I'm hearing and seeing some wonderful things. Um, To the host of the show, you all are doing a fantastic job. And, of course, to my friend uh, Deacon Erica, I just want to give a shout-out to her. But I want to say... I don't think that it was an accident that you had all women and that you talked about ministry and service. We were having a conversation earlier today, and I believe truly that God is raising up a new, uh, 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 just a new church—a church within mm-hmm. the body—and it just happens to be a uh, uh, women at this time. There are there are men. I'm not going to slight my brothers uh, by by any means, but I just think that um, there is a new church being um, uplifted and uprooted, if you will, and I'm so glad that you're talking about service and talking about the foundations of Jesus Christ and what it means to ministry. So I just wanted to give you all a shout out and to just say that I'm loving the show and I, I appreciate and commend you all.
2: Thank you so much. Let me just, Yay, thank you. let, me let Eric, uh, Deacon and Erica tell a little bit about her, but I, I do know that I, you know, I follow What's going on with you first, uh, project? And I know you guys are there in DC. Yes, we are. Women are, not, these <laughs> women are not on this show, listeners. These women that are on the show, they are not sit back and talk about it, they are no, doing no. it, doing it, doing it. And when you see them say, Hey, we
4: want to go to DC in two days, baby, they are there. <laughs> we are here, yes, yes. And we thank you for that. But so actually, and thank you guys for your support because Sasha and I actually had this conversation on a plane about maybe 10 15 years ago and how God was going to move in our lives. And to see it just come to right now is just simply amazing how God is moving in our lives. So we're here, and we're going to do God's word.
2: I love it.
4: Well, let me just say um, a little bit about,
2: you know, myself. People know me as the host of the show, and I do so much stuff. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: my friends have – I just spoke with – a really good friend of mine, we went. We were in pre-K together, and we're still friends to today. And um,
3: she said, well,
2: anybody that knows you knows that you have always had this heart um, for service, for doing, for protecting. Somebody needs to put their phone on mute, a little bit of noise in the back. So I'll ask you to mute out and then come back in if you need to, But, um, you know, I've always had a heart for people, and like many of your stories, it came from my grandmother, my mother, um, opening their doors. And uh, my grandmother used to have a little store, a little corner store, and everybody needed something all the time. And it was a lot that was given more so than bought, and a lot of sharing, a lot of ministry, night and day. Um, And so... I don't know who's moving, but we got a lot of feedback, a lot of feedback. Um, So anyway, nevertheless, it's just a lot of people in my life who have imparted to me the gift of giving. And so many, 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 many years ago, even as early as 12 years old, I used to, you know, want to do more, want to go more, and being in ministry, having people of course you know back in old school holiness churches you always got somebody prophesying and praying over you and I used to have all of that didn't understand it at the time but by the time I hit 16 um, I went to the pastor uh, of our church and I said "I, I can't even explain it I don't know if this is the voice of God I just know it's a burning desire in me to teach and minister and to serve and you know he began to help me develop that in my own personal studies and just encouraging me to stay the course. When I hit about 18, 19, I knew, okay, this is not a joke. This is no longer something I could just, you know, brush to the side. I have to do. And by the time I hit 20, I was ordaining ministry and teaching in church and doing many, many things in uh, a full gospel ministry in North Carolina until I moved here, started an outreach ministry for, uh, young boys, because at the time I had I had boys, I had a daughter as well, but I, I watched and I saw how young men were not getting the service. They would be, especially young black men and Latino mm-hmm. men in the community that I was in at the time, and they were just ostracized. They felt horrible about themselves. And I remember giving them a project to do. And the project was if they were a car, if they were a broken car, no, no, how did I say it first? If you are a car, show me how the car would look. And the, uh, all of these kids were drawing these broke-down cars. Now, one of these children drew mm. a fantastic car. Now, one. And I had to see at that point where they were mentally. And by the time we did some other activities in the, in the neighborhood, and this was just in my apartment complex, I had um, after of my church, and the pastor of my church, I said, "This is what I want to do in the in the community," and you know, he gave me thumbs up to do it. And
0: I'm telling, you, it's
2: just amazing to see a little loving care being given to children and how they just blossomed, and you know, bringing them little sweet treats, or so, you know, and of course, I did this with mm. all with the parents of their parents, so I don't want anybody to think I just went and got some kids. <laughs> Anything you know, there was a protocol. But once you know to do, once you know to do, you cannot not do it. And if mm-hmm. you do, it will burn a hole within you. Yeah. You have yeah. to do what is burning within you to do. Um, yeah. You have to go into the communities. I remember. That. See, I've been homeless. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. else has, but I've been homeless. I have been working. Homeless thing, went through a couple of divorces, yep, couple. Um, statistically speaking, it takes five years to recover from one divorce. So if you get sick mm-hmm. and it's almost over. Um, and so I remember, you know, I was a hairstylist. I had to depend on people to come and get their hair done. If you didn't come and get your hair done, not only did I owe my booth, but I also didn't have any money. I've been hungry. I've been for real hungry. I've been, okay, I'm going to have to dig in a trash can. And, oh, my God, what trash can am I going to dig in? I've slept on the benches with homeless people who were, I used to call myself an upper-class upper, upper class homeless. I was the upper-class homeless because I had a car, and most people who are homeless don't. I had compartmentalized my car. So in the back was my bunk bed, my you know my refrigerator, my my living room, I used to watch movies on a computer, Um, you know, find somebody with Wi-Fi driving to you here. Oh, Wi-Fi, wonderful. I've been there. I've been cold, I've been hungry, and I've been too hot. Mm -hmm. The fortunate thing for me is I worked. I had some education, I had some work, and I had a whole lot of determination. So when people saw me, and mind you, I was still going networking parties, I was still going, handing out my cards, I was still going to church, I was still doing a lot of things. So nobody knew that I was homeless. And when I would go, child, I'm hungry, they would laugh me off. Not feed me, but laugh at me. Girl, you crazy. I went and asked for a turkey at the Christmas party for my company. They said, no, this is for people who need I said, well, guess what? I'm telling you I need it. This is for needy families. Sweetie, I'm a needy and I'm a family. They laugh me off. No, we can't give that to you. So this is why I say the new face of homelessness looks like me. Mm -hmm. We have to be very careful when we're saying homeless on the street, who's a drug addict, who's mentally ill, who whatever their case and their story. They're not the only faces of homelessness. But at the same time, we shouldn't be judging any of them. Anybody who wants to come, we are to serve. And we also ought to be able to go on the street and not judge and do the works that Jesus calls us to do. So that's my story. So this year um, we put a name. Another name, we went through a transition of names over my many years. But this year we put the name to the service, and the service is called From Words to Action Outreach Ministries. And we work with several organizations, just like um, Agape Empowerment Ministries Youth First Project. We also work with Georgia Stand Up and Give Back. Um, And I could just go on and on and on. Lift Up Atlanta, we do a lot of work with organizations and communities that are doing the work because we want to do what God called us to do. I'm going to start right there because I'm losing my voice, and we have a commercial break.
6: You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.
7: Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African-Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African-American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. Seven seven zero eight seven three four four nine six. That's 770 873 Or visit our website, mhiaac.org, mhiaac.org.
6: Are you ready for the best pizza, wings, subs, salads, desserts, and more? Stop by Pizza Day at 5248 North Henry Boulevard in Bridge, Georgia, open seven days a week. Contact us for your daily lunch and dinner specials. You can like us on Facebook at It's a Pizza Day. Also, make sure you visit our website at itsapizzaday.com and order online. Delivery is also available, and if you haven't heard, let them know that you heard this on Loudmouth Radio.
2: Are we back on?
1: Greetings, Loudmouth Radio is presenting Premier Week live on loudmouthradio.com. We have three awesome shows scheduled for this week on Premier Week. Tonight, the rare, truth, love, life, sex, and flowers with Ms. Jazzy Jones with her special guest for her show, Our Call to Serve. Make sure you join in with us tomorrow night as well, Wednesday night on Tea Time, the Entrepreneur Academy, our business series that highlights and spotlights entrepreneurs around the world Tomorrow night our special guest will be Adasi Thomas the owner of Masculine Barbershop located right here in that excuse me located right here in McDonough, Georgia. As well as Thursday night you definitely do not want to miss this great episode of In the Studio with Sunny as we have a very special guest actor Mr. Kent Falcon who is actually one of the cast members in the current movie that's out now Selma. So we want to invite you guys to listen to us in our studio lines at 347-826-7520 and definitely to listen to us online at livemouthradio.com. And if you're not able to listen to us live, do not worry or fret. You can actually always go back and listen to our archive shows. And just so you know, livemouth Radio has been extending its reach for over the last two years. We celebrate our second year anniversary on January 25th. Last year we went live with our very first show, which was, Two years ago, Night Talk Live with JLN and Sonny, and has just expanded to so many different opportunities of shows and special series segments. And we want to just invite you to to stay connected with us. You have the ability to find us on TuneIn Radio, which reaches over 50 million active listeners. And you just have to search Live LiveMouth Radio Network, as well as on Stitcher Radio, which has over 4 million in-car dashboard listeners. And uh, we're just really excited about our growth and opportunities. And if you have not had an opportunity, follow us on Facebook at Loudmouth Radio Network, as well as on Twitter at Loudmouth Radio. We're on Instagram and Pinterest at Loudmouth Media. So without further ado, I think it's only good pity that we have Miss Jazzy Jones-Smith come back in. Turn it back over to you, Jaz.
2: Oh, my God. My producer's having the best time with the soundboard over there. <laughs> oh in the world is Tasha. <laughs> oh, that that's the gospel singer. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, now introducing my baby Tasha. Oh, my God. Okay, so anyway, we're back. We're having a ball over here with our guest, um, Deacon Erica with U First Project, Elder Erica, um, Hartnett with Agape Empowerment Ministries, as well as Pastor Candice with Agape. We have just been having a blast, and I'm excited about it. I think we may have a caller that wants to speak. If you do,
4: I want to go ahead
2: and let them come in. Yes, no? If so, you can hit one to speak, or I know we have a lot of listeners in, but if you want to speak on air, please hit one and we'll cue you in at any time. So if not, I know um Deacon Erica has a poem that she wants to bless our listeners with and we want to give her that opportunity to do to do that. And just so you know, this show could go on forever but we have a few more minutes to be on air and, and sharing our thoughts on a call to serve.
4: Okay. Well this is a piece that I've written and it's it's so funny because one of the things that going through my journey that um um I'm learning to speak about is that I had a have what you call a learning disability, dyslexia, and so on and so forth. So whereas I've had people to tell me, you can't write, you can't do this, you can't do that, people all the time, you can do exactly what you put your heart to do, and God will give you the words to say. So this is the piece, the very first piece that I've written, um, and it's it's definitely about the homeless, and I want to put it on a scroll so I can bless the homeless people with it, to encourage them and keep them uplifted on their journey. And it goes, Uh, Watching children play from a park bench, my home, my temple, a space, no simple place, no matter your race. Cardboard boxes, old bowls and stained clothes line my shopping cart. Not your typical decor, maybe more of an eyesore. One must create a dialogue from your mind to your heart of ideas that would never part. Long showers and hot meals are often thought of from the heels of me behind you. Mister, can you spare some change? The answer is always the same. In my soul, I still have goals not to spend the rest of my life dining from trash holes. No place to call home, no place to move on. What am I to do? Walls that are built but not equipped from park benches and dirty streets. Never kneel down in defeat or repeat the cycle of life that took you off your feet and onto the street. But in the meantime and in between times, thinking of life's shortfalls, you expect me to crawl? Not at all. My prayer of patience, a prayer of peace. Even from this bench, I hear the birds singing to me. Songs of hope, songs of love, songs of encouragement, songs that I belong. In my heart, even in the park at the dark, I thought I was smart, but somehow life fell apart. I don't know if God will show, but I'll wait. Make no mistakes. We share the same air, the same rain, the same wind. So look within before you turn and grin without knowing my story, in my box without socks. I sleep in peace under the stars, no hallways or cars. I could be walking the yard with two prison guards, but I trust in the Lord at all times. So I'll sit watching the children play as I I will continue to pray that my stay will display in your head while you lie in your warm bed.
2: Mm. Girl, I'm snapping. Mm. Hold on.
4: Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Thank you. I wanna ask a quick question, um of, and I know you know we're not so quick, but anyway. Um have any of you, as I'm sure you have, but I definitely know I have, ever felt like I'm not enough to do this call? Not what not what you've read to say that you are, but have you ever felt like I'm I'm not enough? Pastor Ken, let me start with you.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I I I said that when I first got into ministry to the pastor I sat under, and um, and she replied to me, "Good, because that's exactly where God needs you to be. Because the minute you start feeling like you are enough and you are so good and that's you and it's all ego," and so mm-hmm. she said that place of you should always you know stay in a place of humility and if you're thinking you are enough then you're not doing enough you know if you feel like oh yeah do this then you probably should reach a little bit hard a little bit farther and do something a little bit bigger because it has to get to the point where you know you're not enough that way God can do it and because this is his vision not not yours is his purpose and so um, absolutely, every day uh, I feel that way. And if I ever start feeling like, you know, oh, yeah, I got this, and it's time for me to start doing something bigger um, so that I can always stay in that place of God's doing this, not, not Candace. Mm-hmm, hmm I love it. Um, Elder Erica, what about you? You know, I, I have to 100% echo my life um, every day. It's a brand new day and every day I'm like, Whoa God, I can't do this and you know, but through his will and through his way and his strength mm-hmm. it, it gets done. So, um I, I echo her a hundred percent, you know.
2: Awesome, awesome. Um Deacon Erica.
4: <laughs> oh my God. All I can say is humility I truly understand what it means to be humble at this experience of my life, Um, to truly walk out on faith and not have an understanding of where your resources are going to come from and then to wake up and you get more than what you could have ever even imagined. And so that right there makes me, know think, put me in a position every day. Even though I say I'm not enough, God, you chose me. Why? I'm not enough, but it makes me think as the blessings continue to flow, that I am enough. And so, again, I echo everything that the ladies have said, but just to truly pray and to ask God for everything that you need, God will supply mm-hmm. that. And so that's where we going. Well, I wanted to ask that
2: question um, because in my own um, thought processes of, you know, God, I how am I going to do this? I, I'm not I'm not this, I'm not that. You know, you, we put all of the I, I'm not in front of what God has called us to do. Um, and I wanted to say that because I know we have a lot of listeners who have that burning desire to step out, but not knowing that we all feel that I'm not enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that we all, you know, I, we've done this show for two years. I go around with the radio network, and we speak to all sorts of people, you know, politicians and entertainers and teachers and, you know, us regular folks. And, you know, we do it all the time. It's no big deal. Not knowing that every single time before I have a show, I'm so nervous that it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, you know, i before I'm supposed to speak publicly, nervous about starting an adventure or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've had so many, quote, unquote, failures. So many things that I did start out doing that didn't go the way that I thought or planned, and, you know, I've had so much ridicule. or um, And I made just horrible judgments and horrible choices in, in life and thinking, you know, it's going to get me here, it's going to get me here, but not necessarily doing all of the things that I needed to do. And so when you have all of those extra weights you know, we, mm-hmm. we're supposed to lay aside every sin, and sin means, you know, missing the mark, missing missing the mark mm-hmm. of what you've been purposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we have so much of misdirection and so much weight and so much guilt and so much past, it can oftentimes pull us back from what it is that God has planned and purposed for us to do. And so yeah. the Scripture says lay aside those things. Put them down. Let them go. Um, when I finally, this year, 2015, as I started the show off, and I said, okay, it is time for me to get past words and not to say that I have not been doing. For those of you that are listening, if you've been doing something, wonderful. If you have been doing nothing, it is still wonderful because now you can start doing something. Mm -hmm. But even the something that we have been doing, we're going to say, Kudos, we're going to clap, we're going to get some pats on the back, we're going to get all those things. And now that that's done, uh, we're going to say it's not enough. It okay. is, if it's 200 people that are hungry, well, of course, we know it's way more than that. All right. But if it's 200 people that are hungry, it's 201 of us. Sure. And so we have to, you know, encourage you that are not doing. Or that is, have been doing some things we could do more, and so that was my two thousand and fifteen experience. You have to do more you now have to do more jazz you mm-hmm. you can't you can't do you know a couple of things you can't do a couple and I do a lot trust me i you know I don't even have to go into the accolades of all that I do people who know me know what I do, and sometimes you don't. But nevertheless, I don't have to pat myself and egotisticalize myself tonight and say, mm-hmm. here are all of the little bitty things that I do. But just know that I really do a lot, and I and I take out of my need. I don't take out of, oh, I got some extras. I take out of my need because I do believe in a sacrifice, praise. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice of praise for me is the giving. Um, But it's still not enough. And so I remember having a conversation to God in in end of December, and I said, well, what more can I do? <laughs> what more can I do God I'm already taking right out of what I I, Mm -hmm. you know I'm breaking my sandwich to give or I'm giving my whole sandwich Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went into the whole what I'm not educated and you know I haven't done this and I haven't done that and I need this and I need that and God began to minister to me through other ministries and books and different things and showing me Moses and how Moses had a step and mm-hmm. how he couldn't even hardly speak,
3: and mm-hmm. how he had
2: killed a man. Mm-hmm. And yet, even in that state of his thought process of nothing, he was mm-hmm. used mightily to deliver people. Yeah. And so, you know, when I put myself in that place and recognized that he's no greater and I'm no greater than he, we are equal in service. We can serve and we can serve well if we're open and obedient. So I wanted to to say that so that people would know that we're not just sitting up here saying that this is what we do or I'm not saying that this is what you guys do and you don't have those feelings of anxiousness or sometimes feeling like it's not enough. But if we would just humble ourselves and pray, Mm -hmm. turn around from the the wrong direction, God will open up doors for us every single time, every single time. So right before we go to our final commercial break and the ending of the show, tell us what is um, Erica, speaking Erica, what is it that you're planning? What is it that, you know, people, and how can people find you? What is it that you want people to know about the Youth First Project?
4: Okay. The Youth First Project, again, is where we put the people in need first. Um, You can reach us on Facebook. We have a group called the You First project. We also um we're on Instagram, Twitter, um Google Plus. Um you can also reach us from uh, on our website www. um dot Um our phone number is 404 and um What we mostly collect right now is the toiletry items, the simple necessities. Um, But God has blessed us with clothing and shoes, and uh, we actually feed when we go out. And right now the vision that God has given me is that we will go from state to state. and again, again, the word keeps coming up to go global. And so I'm just thankful to share the space um, with other people that I pray that we can collaborate and do projects together and, Actually, um, you know, because no man is an owl, and I can't, we can't do this alone. And so um, to just be able to merge with other organizations. And not only will we pr- provide food and uh, the clothing and things, we will also like to um, be able to pass along the things like, hey, uh, what's going on in Savannah, what's going on here, um, so that um, we can uh, truly m- make this movement into one journey of helping the people who are in need. And so that's where you can find this guide. Uh, Awesome,
2: and I want everybody to know that we will be posting um, everybody's information so you'll be able to get in touch with each guest member and know how if you're in the area or if you want to travel to the area, um, you'll be able to partner up with them to offer your service. Um, Pastor Erica and um, Elder Er Eric... Er Eric. Pastor
4: Candace
2: and Elder too. I'm telling you. Tell us um, what you... Want us to know about Agape Empowerment Ministries and what you're doing? What's coming up on the
3: calendar?
2: You want to go, Erica?
4: Please <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think the most recent thing is the Love Is Love rally on the Capitol um, here in there in Atlanta. Um, that's uh, Restoration Inclusive Ministries has invited us to come out and to uh do that we're gonna make a stand for marriage equality right there on the Capitol on February fourteenth, the um which is Valentine's Day. But but what what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day, I think, um, with my wife, who is my legal wife, everywhere except for a couple of states in the United States of America, um, including the state in which we live, Georgia. So, um I'm looking forward um to that. Um I believe we'll be partnering with you all in the near future um, to visit our tent city here in Savannah to deliver um, clothing and, and food and, and so forth to the homeless community here in Savannah. Um, at the end of this month, we'll be going to the uh, Brown Bags for the Elderly. Um, there's a, a Coastal Harvest um, food bank here that um, bags up food for the elderly Um uh, every Saturday, and we'll be, our church will be helping um, to bag those bags to uh, get to the elderly community here in Savannah. Um, and that's kind of the stuff that's on the forefront of the calendar for this year. Um, more to come, of course, throughout the remainder of the year. Um, and we're always able to be found on Facebook either through um, Agape Empowerment Ministries page. Um, we also have a website at agapeempowerment.com. Um, and agape is spelled A-G-A-P-E and uh, E-M-P-O-W-R-E-R-M-E-N-T, um, empowerment. And so um, it's pretty much how you get in contact with us. Um, our Facebook pages are open. Um, people are welcome to friend us on Facebook if they uh, would like so, to do so. And um, get to know us and, and let us know how we can help and um team and partner with other organizations we're always open for that um to make a positive change within our city within our state, our nation and ultimately globally i
2: love it i love it i wanted to give um quick dates i think january 24th is the elderly bag lunch give out Mm -hmm. okay um Deacon Erica, I know you are wanting to partner up with that project. We will be out of town, so we won't be able to make it. Or otherwise, we would definitely have been there. Um, so definitely connect with them so that you are able to bring you first project in collabor- collaboration with that. Um, and then on February 19th is when we will actually all come and join you at the Empowerment Ministries for the <laughs> 10- We're excited. We're excited um, about oh. that. And then I'll just drop a little bit about um, from Words to Action Outreach Ministries. We are able to be reached with the same name from Words to the number two dot um, action.com. You're able to go on our website and see what we're about and uh, how to follow us. It's still being worked and tweaked, so, you know, you'll see some changes definitely in the next couple of days. You're able to find us on Twitter, um, You're also able to find us on Facebook. Now, if you do on Facebook, we're Words to the number two Action 911 because it is an emergency that we get out into the community and do what we are called to do. So Mm -hmm. that's Facebook Words to Action 911, but you are also able to kind of look us up at From Words to Action Outreach Ministries. We are starting a GoFundMe, and Deacon Erica, I know you also can come back in and tell us about your GoFundMe project but we okay. want to get an RV this year. We stay on the road constantly whether it's for um the radio network bringing news about things that we really think are important to you as well as outreach ministries. We we've we've had our car be our RV for the last 2 years.
3: <laughs>
2: and you know, just in just in service a lot of times the type of car that we have, although older model, we don't. You know, it's a car. It's a beautiful car. We get in and we ride around. But but because of the type of car, a lot of times people will feel like you have more than you do, or they will feel like you are not able to connect to the community. So we want to be able to to have a community vehicle that we're able to take from state to state, bringing coffee, bringing food actually serving the people, allowing people to take a shot. You know, people can't go take a job if they go get a job if they smell. They just they mm-hmm. don't. You need to mm-hmm. be able to have a quick space. We met a man just back in December when we were doing a um, community give out with Georgia Stand Up Give Back Community Day. We worked with them and brought some things over and brought some food over. And this young man said, "Do you, do you have a suit that will fit me? He said, I have an interview in two hours. Mm-hmm. In two hours. I got on Facebook and I and I blasted, guys, please, if you have a suit in this size, hit me up. Now, I have over four or 500 members, one and two. You know, we got several pages, thousands of members on one. Not one suit. Are you mm-hmm. serious? Not one suit. This man had a job interview. So we want to be able to have an RV uh, with provision. Um, mm-hmm. If we... If we haven't, and a lot of times we do have some things, but we didn't have suits on us. Sunny had a suit back in our office in McDonough that she could have got, but by the time we got there and got back, one, he would have been gone, and two, it would have been time for him to get to the interview. So we want to be able to go to the people where they are. We want to be able to meet their needs. So we have a GoFundMe um, campaign that will be launching tomorrow. So we definitely want to raise the funds to do the work going from state to state, city to city. And no matter where we go, even on our mm-hmm. fun um, trips, we always, hands down, two things that God has um, dealt with us is uh, people who are attempting suicide and the mentally ill as well as mm-hmm. homeless. So no matter where we go, somebody's always coming up to me saying, oh,
3: no.
2: you know, I'm hungry, or we watch them be hungry in beautiful places.
3: Yeah, And, you know, yeah.
2: having to meet the need right where they are. We weren't looking for it, but we're looking for it, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah. And we're always
2: open and ready to serve no matter where we are, no matter the event. But at the yeah. same time, we want to be able to provide education and resources for people in every state. So we're actively looking for ministries in all of the states, in all 50 states, because we plan to hit them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're looking for outreach ministries and organizations who serve our street family and serve right. our mental ill because we need to be um, about our father's business. So you can reach us at uh, again. That's words to action dot com. It usually will have all of our information. We're on Tumblr. We're we're doing the Instagram tomorrow. So we're we're moving. We are really moving from words to action, starting yesterday now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> so Erica, I did it, Erica. If you, oh, Erica, yeah. if you will quickly. Tell them about your
4: GoFundMe. I know we are
2: coming to the very Uh, end of the
4: show. Okay, yes. We actually have a GoFundMe set up, actually. We're asking for about $20,000 at this point. Um, The the vision is to have a building where we can actually have a facility where people can come in and $20,000 will not get us a building. But there are a lot of other things that we have to do to get to that point. Also, we also are looking for a small uh, type of truck vehicle that we can ride around. Um, I actually saw a man last week drop his food off the, in, into the streets, and he was literally eating off the streets. So one of the things that I would like to do during the week will be to ride around and help feed and have items on the truck to serve. So we also have a GoFundMe, and that is uh, the Project You First, GoFundMe. I love it. I love it. Um, Before I go, Representative
2: Simone Bell told me to tell have to Candace and Erica. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hey. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> Make sure I gave that shout out to you um, before we go to a quick commercial. You guys, hang on. We'll be right back, and then we are going to end our show. You're listening okay. to
6: the Loudmouth Radio Network.
2: <laughs> insurance Associates Atlanta,
6: formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial, life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com.
2: Madam Producer, are we back? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you so mm-hmm. much. You just Leave that nice little peaceful space for us to just meditate. I know that's what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, Pastor Candace, if you would do us the honors of giving our audience a prayer break. Before you do, let me let, just let everybody know that this week's flower was the sunflower, and I was so blessed to always meditate before um, picking the flower of the week. And it was just so ironic to pick a flower that evokes faith. And I just thought, what better, what better flower to have? And I'm actually drinking out of my sunflower mug tonight. So definitely wanted to bring some hope and some faith um, by looking at the sunflower and knowing that, you know, everything's going to be okay. And so before we end the show, we definitely want this night for this show to end the night in prayer. So Mm -hmm. Pastor Candace, if you would do us such a great honor, we would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely.
4: Father God, we come before you now thanking you for this opportunity near and far to gather together the minds or God to see how we might be able to further help your people and to fulfill the purposes that you've been placed in each one of our hearts. I ask now, Lord, that each person under the sound of my voice, that as you have placed purpose inside of their hearts and in their minds, Lord, and in their spirits, that you would just begin to grow that purpose, Lord God. Give them vision, Lord God. So the Bible tells us that a people without vision perish. And so we thank you now for each of our visions. We thank you that our dreams not only are our own, but that they connect to one another. And I just ask, God, that you would just bless each and every person and bring them every resource necessary in order to do their will, do your will. And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm.
2: Lovely ladies, thank you so much. I love you all. You have been such Mm -hmm. a blessing to me, but definitely to our listening audience. Um, For those of you that did not catch this show, you will hear me saying you will be able to archive this show approximately about five to ten minutes the show goes into archive mode. You'll be able to find that. You can look for us on loudmouthradio.com. That's loudmouth with two Ds. Um, So spread the word. Let them know um, that they can listen not only to this show but our shows throughout the week. And you can actually go back and archive our shows back from two years ago from the beginning all the way up to now and listen to some of the funny, some of the serious. Some of the entertaining um, shows that we've had. But, ladies, once again, thank you. Look forward to seeing you very, very soon, which I know we'll be seeing you in uh, February. Erica, you guys will be joining yes. up January 24th.
4: Yes, indeed. Love you.
2: Love you too. Happy
4: second anniversary to the radio show.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Goodness. Good night. Good
3: night. I want to present to you none other than my baby, my daughter, Tasha!
6: listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.